0: From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit alivepodcastnetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. One more thing, because I can go on for days with these <laughs> tragedies.
1: Yeah. I had
0: a really bad business breakup in the middle of all this. You know, you go, you invest time in partner in partnering with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a lot of people's story and some people quit after it. You think, um, yeah, I'm not doing that again, not going into partnership again, but some people just quit on business altogether. Yeah. Like I have all the excuses to have quit, but I'm like, no, I'm standing in my purpose. God said this was supposed to be. So it needs to be mm-hmm. <laughs> all these things are just roadblocks, but without them, how do you get stronger? And
1: how do you become a testimony for someone else that's coming up behind you? Uh, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simon. Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift, David D. Simons. I am so delighted, honored, and excited to have today's guest on today, Miss Shana Bell. In the building. So, we're going to get into it and I'm going to break down her background and then we're going to go into uh, my personal reflection of knowing Shana and uh, tell you a little bit about her even more from a personal angle. So, Shana Bell is a certified public accountant, CPA and an entrepreneur enthusiast and the CEO of Beyond Accounting and Tax. <clears throat> um, and she's obsessed with helping entrepreneurs grow and support successful businesses and nonprofits. She's on a path to ultimate to ultimate financial freedom and wants to take as many people as possible with her. She's also a busy mom of three and realized that in order to maximize her time and reach and help more entrepreneurs, she needed to leave her corporate job so that she she could excel in this purpose, which she did in 2017. After 15 years of working in the corporate accounting, auditing, and nonprofit field, <clears throat> she found her passion in helping visionaries uncover their goals, aka the why, budget for those goals, the how, and how to track those financial financials, the results of the hard work, in order to get and stay on the right path to accomplishing their mission. Her ultimate financial freedom goal is to build a life of impact, serve people using the gifts God gave her, how about the how how apropos gifts, uh, and and to help thousands, if not millions of people, to do the same. Welcome to the show, Shana. Appreciate you being on.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm pumped after hearing that again. I haven't read that in a while. <laughs>
1: Thank I love you. it. I I love it. Let, let me let me just tell y'all. Not every guest I have a, a personal connection with. But, but I'm blessed to have one with Shana and she's just a sweet soul. Like uh, I, I, I've i gotten to know her over 2022, 2023 and uh, her personality is just, she's just the one of the most optimistic, positive people I've met. And uh, she is really dedicated to help people with their finances and from a perspective of not just the numbers, the mindset behind it. She's big on mindset. She's big on understanding uh, of your vision, the why, with the motor. And a lot of, not a lot of financial professionals um, have that duality of the numbers and the why and all of those components. They usually, you you, you correct me if I'm wrong, but financial professionals (coughs) are right brain only and don't really tap into the person it's just about the numbers but she she is she is it's gifted in that and 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 has that dual uh dual gift and from what i see so again welcome shana to the show truly an honor to have you on
0: thank you for your kind words i think you nailed it
1: (laughs) oh thank you thank you so so we're gonna kick this right off right um this show is all about discovering one's gifts and talents and and, le- and serving them to the world. As you state in your bio, um, when you think about your journey, um, just take take us through even before becoming the, uh, the corporate professional that you were. Take us through as a child, like what did you want to do and what, what were your aspirations? And then how did you get into your path?
0: It's very, uh, I, it's odd. So I talked a lot. I was always, I was very argumentative. I always had a position to, um, to get across. And that of course drove people like my mother crazy. And then I thought that meant I needed to be a lawyer because that's what people said. You talk a lot. You like to, um, argue. I wouldn't say argue. I would say, um, I don't know what the word was. However, then that grew to me wanting to be a boss. (laughs) I saw a movie and there was this woman and she just had this corner office and she just um, she just came across as very powerful. I didn't know what she did. I didn't understand it, but I just wanted to be a boss and I wanted to have like this big corner office. So then that led me to business Mm. and um, that led me to. I think when I went to undergrad, my marketing, my my major was like marketing because I was like, I don't know what business, like what do I do? Like business management. I didn't have like a I just knew I liked to talk and I liked to um, argue points. And then I wanted to be a boss. So then I went into undergrad with business management and marketing. Back then, marketing wasn't really a thing, but then accounting became a thing because I was in there during. I don't know if you know this. If normally, if it's that far back, you have to be in the accounting world to know Arthur, Author, what is it called? Aaron, Arthur Anderson and Enron, they did like some really bad stuff and then basically oh, yeah. changed the entire industry where new laws came into place. So like one of my professors was like, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of jobs in this. So then I went accounting. Um, and then anything I said I was gonna do it was like, I'm gonna go to the top. So I was like, well, I guess I gotta be a CPA. I didn't love (laughs) this stuff but it's like if you're telling me you know like stair steps like if this is what i gotta do to get to 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 be successful this is what i gotta do to get to the top set your mind to it and you just do it it wasn't easy like i don't like tests i didn't like studying but i did it like because i said i was gonna do it so i did it but um undergrad no when i came out of school i went and did big four you go work for the big companies because that's what you're supposed to do but I was always a wanderer a dreamer uh I was not satisfied I was just very I was working for the big the biggest public accounting firms but I was still like well what else is there you know and thankfully those corporate companies invested a lot in their talent especially the young people and there was always programs there was always leadership training there was always volunteer stuff and I would always raise my hand for it But I was just never satisfied. And then when I started looking at the top, I was like, hmm, is that the lifestyle I want? Is that the power I want? Um, It was a lot of men, it was a lot of Caucasian men. And it was a lot of men that had like wives that were at home. They worked around the clock. And I was like, well, they don't look like me. (laughs) We're different genders. Um, I don't want to go drinking and golfing and doing all the things you had to do to, to, to do that. So it's like, this is not the top the top for me. So I transitioned into nonprofit because that's where my heart and my passion really lied. Like throughout the whole thing, church and volunteerism was a common thread. So I went and did that and I looked at the top and I was like, okay, don't want to do that. Because you know, I'm always looking at the top. I'm always looking for what's more, what's more. And then um, I wasn't in love or passionate about what it took to get to that top, working around the clock, you know, CEO, CFO, big companies. I was like, no, that's not what I want. Then I had my first child and was like, if we get another one, I got to go. I got to quit this corporate thing because I want to be more invested in them than the career I want I actually want both but I knew in those environments I couldn't have both the way I wanted it so there and started my entrepreneurship journey that just kind of pushed me out when I started having children so I'll pause there to see if that answers the first question
1: (laughs) yeah I mean like that that's fascinating I mean because you are you know a person it's in your title a financial excellence coach like that's not just what you do for your clients. That's who you are. The excellence. Like you, you said. You, you said. I'm going to go into this space. And if I'm going to this space, whether it's the mo- my most favorite thing to do or not. I'm going to be the best at at it possible. And right. you knew uh, that having a child would change the ability to to really give your job your all and your child your all. So he said, well, wow. "Well, how can I go into a space where?" I can give my child my all and I can help other people and have that freedom so I really admire that in in in, in doing that so i and I know the cpa test that we've had actually uh, uh one or two cpas on the show and that's that's rigorous like you cannot that's like I, they say it's harder than law school it's harder than a lot of the a lot of the um the, all the series of things not everybody I just don't want to underscore the level of development you had to do to get to that or what was the mindset that pushed you through to get past that?
0: I'm pretty stubborn. And once I started down the path, once I had peers, like in public accounting, you get on this track and I see the people that were beside me and ahead of me um, acquiring this title and doing the thing. And I was like, I stated I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. They they are no different than me. They are no better than me. They. I mean, some of them, you, and then under, undergrad, I just knew I was never a really great test taker. I was the participation. Remember, I like to talk. I was like the participation in the homework.
1: <laughs> but yes. when it
0: came to tests, my brain is just it's not so waffle or like boxed like rigor, like you, it's either yes or no. To me, my brain is not that, but I was in an environment where you had to conform to it. I made the choice to enter into it. So once I did, I had to conform in order to reach the goal. So once I said I was going to do it, I was going to do it. It took me a long time. Let me tell you, it took a long time. Um, But I wanted to get it. I wanted to do it. And I did it. And when I did it, oh, my goodness, the joy (laughs) that I had, because I proved It was more so me proving it to myself than everyone else Mm. um so yeah it took me years like it was no oh and how about in this i don't know so much about the bar and stuff but i was taking it so long i started to lose parts that i passed so i had to retake parts you're kidding yes Yes. like some of the some of the parts um i passed the first time the second time but then i got stuck on let's say the hardest part was like financial reporting at that time. Um, and I had to take it again. And then I had to pass that one. And then before the rest of them expired, you had to take, you had to pass them all because they started, you started losing the part. So it was crazy, but I oh, said I was going to do it. So I did it.
1: That's impressive. Wow. So take me back to a, chi- chi- as a child, Shana, Shauna, what, when you think about your childhood, your gifting. And then when you think about, you know, um, being an adult today, knowing knowing it for sure, what is your most dominant gift and did it adjust or did you see it as a child as well?
0: I don't, you know, I need to go back in journals and stuff because every now and then I, I did keep journals and I'm going to say this and I think you'll, you'll see the connection I thought about this and I believe that my gift is um, is the belief the belief in something and the dream being a dreamer being a creator being a having the agility and the 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 ability to believe in something so much whether or not it's like, it makes sense. Cause it back then it didn't make sense that Shauna, you how what when did you graduate undergrad and you didn't pass a CPA? Like you really believe you can do this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Of course I can pass it because I have the belief I can. And then the dreamer perspective, I was reminded of Joseph in the Bible. That was a gift. God gave him the gift of dreams. And it got him in out of bondage into the into the palace and then there progressed his stuff his so when I was going through these exercises years ago like what is your purpose what is your gift I was so confused because um it wasn't something you could put your your finger on it wasn't like I have the gift to sing I have the gift to create being creative it wasn't that but when not only I saw it in myself. Like if I can create something in my mind, I can make it come to fruition, not without God's help, of course. Right. But not only that, like Joseph, I can help other people see their purpose and dreams and motivate them because of my stories. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm on the phone with someone and they're thinking of, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, what's stopping you? Okay. What's up? What's the deal? And there's these excuses and excuses. So then some of those people see me putting my dreams and my actions to 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 executing them. And then, you know, they see that and it gives them motivation and energy to come and pick that thing up that they've been putting aside, of course. And if they feel like it, they know if they get on the phone with me, I'm gonna be pressing their button. Like, what are you doing? What what do you need? Like God said that you were supposed to do that thing. Why haven't you done it yet? Mm. Excuses, I got them all. I got three kids. I've had the past five years, and I'm going to start a YouTube too. Yeah. And like all the titles come to mind. And I was like, one of the titles is going to be um, how to prepare for your next tragedy. I've had so many tragedies since I've had children on top of the children aren't tragedies. They just a lot of work. But <laughs> um, I have...
1: The ability to use every excuse in the book to just have spots. Can you speak if you don't mind? Can you speak on some of these tragedies? Because I think, I think, you know, listeners are 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 probably like, you know, well, I, you know, Shauna, I got this, I got that, I got this, and and so we want to just cancel some excuses today.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. So the only reason I was able to quit. No, wait a minute. So when I had my first child, I had this. My mind, there's like, it's not a perfect mind. Sometimes I, I'm too hard on myself. I didn't want my daughter, this is before I quit corporate, um, to be in childcare And I had my mom's support. So she was always, my daughter was always part-time. Part-time my mom, part-time me, right? So then when we had a second child, I still had my mom. She had the first kid and the baby part-time. And I was able to balance a little more because all my jobs, I'm like, well, um, yeah, I don't want to work full-time. What? Like, what, what can we do? I was always positioning things. Right. So then when I had a month before I had my third child, I lost my mom. I had to wrap up her affairs and do all the stuff. And she moved by me when I had my first daughter. Um, and so we were her world. And she really was very um, key player in me really starting this because she I knew my children were taken care of. So. Almost a month to the day she passed away, I had my third child. Mm -hmm. So having to deal with that and deal with it. But, you know, like just go through those emotions. Be a mom of two little kids because they were all two and a half years apart. So I had a two and a half year old and a four year old. And now I have a newborn baby and a Mm -hmm. business. Like Mm -hmm. what? It was a lot. Mm -hmm. It was a lot. So then fast forward. my My youngest daughter is only three. So since then, I have been very involved with two more tragic deaths in my family, meaning being like I wasn't the daughter of the person, but I was the I was doggone there close to it. Or like one was almost like a sister to me. One was like a a, I was like a dog. She was like my second mom here where I live locally. And so having to put down the business, not put it down, like kind of like pause. I need to go be there for my family i need to go be there for my cousins i need to go be there for this person and i need to run a business and these two kids and you know like well no three at that time <laughs> at that time three so on top of having um my husband is an entrepreneur as well so us trying to balance parenting and that entrepreneurship life, which is unpredictable. Oh my, you know this, like yes. you're, you, you, you know, you're traveling, you're, um, but those little people still need you, that spouse still needs you. And then all the other things. So those are just some examples of ooh, like, oh, and, and one more thing, cause I can go on for days with these <laughs> tragedies. Yeah, I had yeah. a really bad business breakup in the middle of all this. You know, you go, you invest time in partner in partnering with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a lot of people's story. And some people quit after it. You think, "Um, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Not going into partnership again, but some people just quit on business altogether. Like I have all the excuses to have quit, but I'm like, no, I'm standing in my purpose. God said this was supposed to be. So it needs to be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All these things are just roadblocks. But without them, how do you get stronger and how do you become a
1: testimony for someone else that's coming up behind you? Mm. Wow, we all so know that that attitude. I, I see your gift shining through uh, all the things you're sharing about the tragedies. Because, um, like you said, you know you could easily quit, you bow out, you know, just, just forget this. I mean, it, it's it's one thing to go through a trial. It's it's another thing to go through multiple trials at the same time. At the That's same true, time, you, you know, so uh, much, much respect. So, in just break down for me how you use this. Basically, it sounds like it's the gift of faith, right? The Bible talks about that. There's the gift of faith, where you just have, um, uh, like it's a, it's, it's another level or layer of faith than most people have, uh, to where you believe you can accomplish the impossible and do do the unbelievable and it's that's obviously sounds like it's in your in your life and that's what, what you've done now also break down how you use this gift in in business and also in your in your firm because I'm, I'm imagining that's also the case when you're looking through your clients numbers and you're looking through their businesses and kind of being an advisor so i think for all uh
0: business owners or, and Christians, you first start by setting an example, right? You set the example. If you are um, in business, somebody that finances is normally the thing that gets left, to, like put to the side. You, either you started a business out of circumstance because you lost a job or because you have this dream and so forth and so on. So when things get started, finances are normally put to the, put to the side, right? So having had a successful business or successful businesses, cause I've had a few, um, and showing people that it's possible to do it, doing it while having three small children and doing it while, you know, not a lot of people know of all the ups and downs that I've experienced through it I mean most of my close clients knew when I lost my mom when I had deaths in a family because it's like this is real or when I had a baby like this is real guys I need you like I'll be right back <laughs> like yeah. I need to pause for a second I'll be right back so yeah. setting an example is very first off very important and then making things um what I've learned is certain things and I know this for sure things that become easy to me or you are not easy other people so making it plain making it understandable making it um because confusion blocks a lot of um it's a block it's it blocks things it if you're confused if you're down if you're all these things you don't like belief is so far-fetched ahead of you, you you can't even envision seeing being out of debt being like understanding your financials, you know, if you're not able to make it plain for someone to understand. So right. seeing where someone is in their journey and their, you know, in, in their experiences or even dealing with their own trauma and stuff and making it believable that no, this does not have to be you for the rest of your life. You know how many calls I've gotten on and I said, do you know what financial freedom is? And people are like, no, what's that? I mean, it's a definition, but when I explain it, like, can you imagine having a life where you don't, you know, there's different levels of financial freedom, according to Tony Robbins. um, But can you imagine a life where you not only are able to pay your bills, but you're able to, to not have to have your bills paid to not have to work, live off investment, interest, interest investment, and have luxuries and be able to vacation, be able to just live your life like can like people don't even fathom it so basically what i'm saying is meeting people where they are and then opening up their mindset to imagining something that they didn't even knew existed and help and helping them to see that that path yes and helping them get on the path and then seeing them through to it is is kind of like how i look at the value that i bring like it's the education piece and then um then stabilizing them then having them kind of like grow through the steps i'm writing something about that so stay tuned about that i love it So yeah that does that make sense
1: that makes perfect sense so you you've embodied that and you live out that example i know we've had conversations you're an investor you do other things outside of the space and 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 so you example to your clients so take me through walk me through an example of either either it could be a client a student someone you've coached or someone where you where they came and they didn't have that understanding of financial freedom and you were able to help them <clears throat> position or transition to a place of like wow this is a different reality that i had before
0: sure so I will use an example of someone that I helped uh, position themselves to. So some people, depending on where you are, right, um, you quickly realize if you have big financial goals, your nine to five job is not going to get you there. That was one of the reasons why I was like, no, this is not cool. Like in, in my field, people can make a good partners. Oh, my goodness. They can make a good half a million like salary or even more than that but do you know what they had to do to get that (laughs) like that's not that's not was that my phone i don't know um so anyway so getting someone that has those big dreams or introducing those dreams to them we can quickly you know in this example make them realize that hold on this w this w-2 job is not all is not all that you need, right? So let's start a business. Okay, we start a business. Okay, let's start, you know, paying down your debt. Okay, let's let's do that. Let's maximize as much as you can in this business. It, it, you know, like it was a side hustle in this situation. The side hustle in order for you to ramp up paying down the debt and all that. But not only was she able to do this, she was able to like start investing in real estate because when you think of that number, yeah. Like everyone has a number. They just don't know they have it. They haven't assigned it to themselves. They haven't spoken. They haven't made it. Uh, they haven't brought it into their future reality yet. Right. So so once I help them envision or once I helped her envision, oh, that's your number. That's where you want to go. Well, what are the things you need to do to get you there? OK, that nine to five job, it's security, but it's not all that's there. So, OK, let's start a business. Not only to start a business, let's talk about. Let's skip all that low pricing to start with. Because everyone that starts a business, they price too low. They do anything to get clients. A lot of them. You do all the things that um, you think you're supposed to do to start out. Like, I'm just starting. I need to, you know, get clients. I don't know exactly what I'm doing. And you have a value. Like, we've talked you through it. Like, there's a value to that. So let's, you know, and it's, oh my goodness. this, This part is hard. Like, having people understand their value and having them put it on the page sometimes i'm like let me just get on the sales call give me the sales call and i will sell <laughs> you yes. at that price because some people don't listen you know she comes back and she's like yeah i sold it but it was only for this much i was like no, no that's not, mm. a, not a thing. anyway so um so the journey from w-2 job to envisioning the goals then to um envisioning the goals starting the business paying down the debt investing in real estate because what does that do That gives you cash flow. So then you can reassign to the debt payoff, to the um, savings goals. And then the goal is, we're not quite there yet. The goal is to have the investment income and the side hustle increase, like um, exceed the W-2. So now you can quit the W-2 job. So that's kind of like the path that I like to, that's just one specific example. But that's like the path I like to create or help people see You know, this could be your track, but you have to start with um, the belief that Mm -hmm. there's something else out there. I've also realized everyone is not able to do that. Everyone is not able to believe there's more. So Mm -hmm. not that it's impossible for them to get there, but they have to work on a lot more internally before they can actually because some of it can be too intense. Like I recommended a book recently and then they're like rich was in the title. I didn't know that was offensive. Like it was a little offensive. Like I don't even want to be rich. I just want to be out of debt. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, but the book is not anyway. So (laughs) people come in different stages and all the things and, and, and having done this for some years, it's like, being able to see where they are and just like zone in to what they need and if they're ready let's go um Mm -hmm. some people need a little bit more time
1: that's 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 what i learned so 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 take me through this because you've obviously worked on your mindset and i know that's big a big thing for you mindset and it should be a big thing for everybody um but it's not um and you've had to put in a level of development into yourself to get yourself to though you have this gift of faith and you have this gift of belief and you've also had to work on yourself to to develop yourself to that to the capacity you have to today so talk talk us through the the development behind the scenes like what if over the years you know whether you know before before going into corporate or while in corporate and in the entrepreneurship what level of reading and um, personal development and self-development have you gone through to get yourself to where you are?
0: That's interesting. Well, first of all, I love books. Since a child and I'm so, I didn't even realize, no, I kind of realized I was doing this. My mother would always take us to the library and I would always have at least 10, 20 books. And now I have passed that down to my kids. However, they are not allowed to have that many books. But because keeping up with that many books yeah. <laughs> with three little children. But anyway, I've always had the interest in learning more about a thing. So I've always been a good reader. And I don't know why. I mean, I was undergrad. I was like accounting finance. So I started reading finance books, books about... um Living debt-free lives, of course, rich dad, poor dad. Like these books came into my my interest level, and I don't really remember. It's not like someone put the book in my hand. You know, I was normally the one putting the book in someone else's hand. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it was the influence through professors or classes, but I've always just had, or or Barnes and Noble like that. I'm a Barnes and Noble junkie. Like I can just go and smell books and just be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so financial literacy like that has always been my thing so i remember reading a book about um dang i got rid of some of these books of course rich that poor that think and grow rich those are some books i read early on but there was another book it wasn't by a famous famous author they might be famous now but it was about um selling it was about negotiations it was about and I'm rem- I'm reminded my husband we we've been together for a while now so we bought a couple cars and you know car dealership like come on like there's always negotiations and I used to embarrass him <laughs> like he would just always be like um Shauna like you can't say that I'm like why can't I he's like because this guy spent all his time he needs to get a sale and like he's fine because you know, they get a little desperate in it. And I'm like, I'm going to push back. Like we came in here knowing what we wanted to pay, how we wanted to finance and all these things, but having the confidence to just be like all about my numbers and not letting anybody tell me different has, it's just, it's just been ingrained in me. So now, not now. So there was a point where I was like, I need more. Like I need more. I need a coach. I need something that's, stronger than me something that's going to feed my yearning for more knowledge and more the stuff i know and it took forever like there was years where i've searched out coaches and then i would um listen to a little bit of their stuff and i'm like oh well that's what i think you know nobody could really tell me something that just made my mind go like whoa how did that just happen (laughs) or um it was just more of something I've read something like, I just wasn't really like, "Eh." like that doesn't to me. And I'm not being arrogant about it, but it just wasn't the person. just wasn't big enough because if you think about yourself in terms of your future, if you've got, you know, like enough or or a lot of dreams yourself, you want someone so far ahead of you that you have somewhere to go. Right.
1: That's right. So (laughs)
0: then, about a almost a year ago and this is how i met you i come across Mm -hmm. our amazing coach who (laughs) myron Myron gold and then that was a place where i'm just like you just in it because you know you're in it and you're like wait a minute what just happened like what what just happened and it was just so i'm going to say overwhelming in a good way the way that then you kind of see yourself like, okay, let me plug into this outlet because I can see that this is really going to make me strong enough to continue to pour into other people, but also fill me up to get me to where you know I need to go. But it was starting with this interest and this understanding that I don't know it all, there's a lot of people that have come before me and did the thing, so why am I going to try to create a wheel? Let me see how you did it. Let me plug into what's applicable to me and my situation and let me leverage that, create my own situation, get my own people and let's go down the path together. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I, you know, where it started and where I am like all the way through mm-hmm. like where I am now, which is so much. That's to awesome.
1: do. I love it. I love it. You, you, you really hit on a, a, an important topic of, you know, you've got to have um, someone that that where your dreams are like, oh, that like they look at it like, oh, man, that's easy. Right. Like that, like like it, it, it's got to be they've got to be so beyond where you're envisioning um, and that helps to 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 produce a great coach. So uh, I love that you shared that. Now, could you could you break down? Because I know you have, as it states in your bio, you really learned how to maximize efficiency and productivity, because that's something entrepreneurs struggle with a lot too. Um, Now they've got a business, but some entrepreneurs create a job, right where you now have a job that's harder than your other job that you had in corporate Plus, you're maybe paid, paid less and <laughs> you have less time and you still but you still have the autonomy. So could you speak about the efficiency and some of the practices you use to be efficient and, and 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 be effective at the same time?
0: Yeah, so I wasn't always good at this. Right. So when I first started out, by the grace of God, I was able to replace my income, which that's another YouTube video. Right. Replace my income within a matter of weeks because of I'll yeah, like surpassed my income um, very quickly. And if I had to do it all over again, well, first, let me step back. You have to understand your situation because I was building my business based on someone else's situation. I had a coach, which was awesome. I wouldn't. I I, I learned amazing things. And it was a coach that helped CPA start and run a business because you can know the numbers. But I recognize that it's more to just knowing numbers to run a business right but based on the teaching it was like you should be able to get to this much without hiring anybody like this much six figures that was like 250 or something right and i was like okay well i'm a good student i'm like all right let's go let me do it but i got in it replaced my surpassed my income i'm on this path right and i'm like wait a minute i don't have no time like what like you know, my mom who was helping me she's like, all right, I got to go home. I'm like, mom, but I got clients. And then when you're first starting out, is that pressure to not mess up and and all this stuff. So if I had to do it again with my situation, given I was starting this with young children, I would not have tried to get to that six figure replacement income without hiring someone leveraging my business. You know, they came to me because I'm a CPA. I have the things, but leveraging that to hire someone off the back like every dollar I wish then I would have said it for every dollar I make this is the margin I want to keep I want to keep 60 cents I'm gonna pay someone 40 cents and just Mm -hmm. just break it up immediately that's -hmm. what I should have did however everyone's situation is different so I guess the first thing would be to figure out the situation you want even now people look at all these business owners that have these amazing businesses and all that kind of stuff. And they want to, uh, replicate, I'm like, but you don't know their situation. You know, you don't want to replicate it and lose balance and lose life and lose, um, family members or like your kids just off the hook because you're not, you know, trust me, I've been there watching a little bit too much TV and all that kind of stuff and then seeing the results of it. Right? Look, no, know your situation and immediately, figure out how much leverage you need immediately and, and just produce it. So to me, you don't have a business until you leveraged yourself and delegated something. So delegating is huge. Even if you start out with a VA in, in, in my field, even if it's a VA that knows a little bit about bookkeeping, that just can just look at the accounts and do something or just manage emails, like anything that you don't need it in, in my experience, you, if anything that you don't need to have a CPA or you don't need to have my degree and my experience to do, you shouldn't be doing it. You, someone else should be doing everything, every everything. And then I would say um, systems comes into place like that. Every business is different, but, but finding a system to be able to um, reproduce the knowledge that you have early on and then delegate it is so important. And if people build businesses like this, you know, mm. recognize your situation and the type of business you want. If you want to work 24 hours a day, that's, a, that's you like, that's not me. That's, right. <laughs> that's that person. Right. Um, yeah. but if you want to work 50%, you know, like four hours a day, we'll go get some clients and figure out what systems and person you need in place to, um, to do that. And in this yeah. day and age, there's so many systems out there. There's really no excuse. And they're not eh, expensive, per se, um, that it, it's, it's too hard to, to do. So yeah, lever- figuring out your situation, leveraging yourself and delegating and systems is, is so important and knowing how much of the dollar you need to keep up front, like how much of it do you need to pay? And then just don't give the rest away, but just spend it wisely and
1: then just have your balanced situation that's gold i love that leverage leverage you would have started out with leverage from the very beginning that's good that's good wisdom right there um so talk to us about because you know like you said you replaced your income very fast which which is unheard of uh for any industry right Mm -hmm. um so could you speak to obviously you had to leverage some marketing and positioning and all those things and so which is the last d we've talked about to discover what the gift is which is the belief gift uh the the gift of faith we've talked about the development the things that you had to do to work on your mindset the things you had to do to work on yourself as an entrepreneur the things you had to do to improve efficiency and effectiveness and the last d we always get into is distribution or aka marketing so how is especially for entrepreneurs, let's, let's just say there's some aspiring CPAs, aspiring entrepreneurs that want to build a business um, like you have, and they want to get a fast track and they want to get more clients, opportunities. Um, what 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 advice or wisdom would you share on the distribution part, the marketing?
0: So for me... I'll start. I didn't know all this then, but I didn't know I was doing this. But it's so important. Um, having relationships and the no like and trust factor is huge because that is how I was able to um, yeah. replace. It was relationships. It was I actually made my current job one of my first clients because of the relationships that I had and because they trusted me and knew me. It was just. It was just so easy and they knew i was going to do do you know do a good job and do right but then the next thing was um was so so they knew me they trusted me and i had a relationship but some people don't know you some people don't have that relationship so how do you grow um a cold lead into a hot one right having professional you know when i started i didn't have a website i just had linkedin i had and just being visible being someone that um being top of mind you know like in this season you know i could just send out a few messages to my linkedin people and and um nine times out of ten it's like oh i need a cpa i mean i'm not doing some of that work anymore but i can definitely like connect and be a resource so being visible top of mind is It's not direct marketing, but it's so important to have a good presentation of yourself on a platform somewhere. Um, I also took a lot of time to gain reviews, like have people just kind of in the beginning and it was all on LinkedIn. I didn't have a website or anything, have people that worked with me and knew me to say good things about me because that's how I shop. Um, so I would say shop like you shop, like, no sell like you shop, <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. like go out there. If you are someone that is like, I need to see some reviews. I need to see, you know, sometimes you need to see a website, sometimes to in order to get to know someone that, and grow from cold to warm to hot. It's like, these are things that I incorporated early on. And then I also used, when I finally got a website, I was able to get clients like that without a website, definitely without SEO, but when I, got the website I did SEO which is bananas but it takes time right it takes time but it's also marketing it's also um, passive it's less expensive than ads and all that kind of stuff but just depending on where you are in the scaling it's like starting from zero to ten once you get you know your passive marketing if can you call them that like your passive stuff taken care of then Okay, well, how many clients do you have? How many do you need? What margin do you need? Then if you want to pick it up and you've already got all that low hanging fruit, then you want to go to hiring someone because it is not your specialty. (laughs) Like people try to do, and I've tried to do myself, um, but I'm the type of person, I don't need to be anymore, right? In the weeds, like I want it said this way, but... You know, sometimes you just kind of let go of some of the stuff. I think once I get a good run of all my first things built out, like in, in terms of courses and content, then maybe I can back off a little bit. But I've learned people that are in the profession can do it a whole lot better, a whole lot more um, effective than you can, because it's not your purpose. It's not your. Wow, um, it's um, really dark in here. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> Joy. Joy. It's. um. It's, um, I was going to say, it's your, it's not your ministry. Mm -hmm. So spending your time in your ministry and depending on where you are in your career or your scalability of your business, that's when, and then you might need to involve the specialist at the beginning of it. Like if I had to do it all over again, I probably would have done that. Like, just come and tell me what I need (laughs) so that I can do this instead of tripping over myself and doing things that don't work and all that kind of stuff. So in this technological stage, um, being present in social media, being seen, being visible is just so important. And some businesses maybe make it without it. I don't know. (laughs) I know some don't have websites, but without being on the scene, I mean, it'd be pretty hard to get, to get, someplace i don't know what the number is but it'd be pretty hard to to get um a pretty big financially healthy or wealthy situation without without it um so yeah
1: that's gold i love that You, you you spoke to a lot of things and the importance of trust and relationship um you know leveraging experts that's all wisdom so tell us about ways and resources people can connect with you. I know you're a speaker. I know you said you're working on a book. So pending author. uh, And and I know you do. You have coaching as well to help other uh, financial professionals. So tell us a little about some of the ways that people can connect with you and the services that and and offerings that you have.
0: Sure. So my website is um, beyond accounting tax. There, I talk about my financial um, intelligence coaching program, where that takes you from um, building a foundation of understanding, you know, finances. That's a huge thing that it's like, if you don't understand your numbers or understand why they even scare you, you need to build a good foundation all the way through wealth building because you got to start somewhere and there's things in between, right? So then of course um so that's for entrepreneurs i also have a program where i'm helping cpas do what i did you know like replace the income exceed the income as quickly as you as you want um so i have a program with that and then that's all on my website but they can follow me follow me on social media it's she's a cpa s h e a cpa on instagram and facebook it's just business uh my name shauna bell or beyond
1: accounting tax love it we're gonna plug all of those uh in the show notes um yeah. and and you also have um like a challenge and and other things people can get involved with they can find that all all or is there a specific site for that they can connect with?
0: um it's on my website right now i'm planning my next challenge but the inquiry form is on my website so if you're interested in the next coming challenges um for either entrepreneurs or cpas they can find it inquiry forms on my website or just um social media i have a group that you can join i have the um what is it called work less get paid more no no, no that's not what it's called cpa freedom wait pause freedom for cpas uh, service providers and agency owners um so that'll get you plugged into um the challenges that I'm doing for CPAs. But otherwise, the financial coaching, my website is the best place to get plugged in for what's going on with that.
1: It's superb. I love it. So, we always ask this question on the show, Shana, and, and that is um, what's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? One's gift and one's purpose. That's good. Okay.
0: One's gift and purpose. So I would say your gift, which came from God, which your gift that God gave you, um, what makes you unique, what no one else has, what what cannot be duplicated. It's kind of like a like a what is it called? Fingerprint, right? Fingerprint, yeah. Your gift was assigned it was assigned to you, um, your purpose is the assignment that you're supposed to do with that gift. Hmm. It's the execution of what you're supposed to um, do as it relates to the gifts and abilities God gave you. Like if if you were you were gifted the talent to sing, well, um, your purpose is to go sing. <laughs> your purpose is to go and um. um disciple and just touch other people's lives with that gift that God gave you in my space my gift of uh, belief and faith and, and being a dreamer that's a gift my purpose is to use those skills and abilities to go and impact lives like I said like you read on the website to impact other people's lives in ways that they are not gifted you know or to use those to kind of strengthen areas that are weak in, in in them so that they can see their own gifts and purposes. So we're all just supposed to use what God gave us to support because clearly you have, the, you have things I do not have. I have things you do not have. And that's right. where complementary um, relationships are really impactful. So for sure.
1: Wow. Thank you for blessing me, blessing the people Yay. that are here in this. Uh, you killed it! Thank you so much, Shauna. Thank Appreciate you for having you so me so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, search I search all over the world, up. struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discovered My Gift. With yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast. Dot David, the middle initial D, Simons, S I M O N S dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.